0: So, as I was coming over to the Rockers retreat for another amazing episode of Tennis Rockers, I was having a quick phone conversation with Southside, my guitar player from Theft of the Gallows. And he. Shameless. It,
1: always. Always.
0: Who also produces What the Punk podcast. With oh. me. Do not edit, Do not edit that out. And he is coaching hockey, he played elite hockey. And he was an, a recruiter for a professional, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it, Farm League hockey team. My, sure. Right? Semi professional on their way to the pros, whatever that would be, whatever level. The triple, triple A? Is that Triple A hockey? I have no I, it idea. It might be Triple A hockey. Yeah. And he made a comment. We, we ended up, he said we were supposed to get together and do something on Saturday. And he's like, I can't, I got a, we finally got a hockey game for these kids and they're waiting for us to yell at them because they don't, they've never had coaches that don't yell at them because you have to yell at the game because it's loud. <laughs> and I was like, wait, rewind. You don't, you're a coach that doesn't yell. He goes, no, those guys are idiots. And I was like, okay, here we go. So I want, I was just wanted to bring it up with you about, we had an episode about yelling at, at. Players or people that are learning a sport and why that's accepted. And he said, well, you know, hockey's not scripted. He said, well, there's things we look for, but that freaking puck does some crazy things coming off the ice. There's so many variables that even if you know the game inside and out, there could be a random flip of the puck and do something. So... We have these not necessarily set plays. It's it's unscripted, a lot like tennis. But football is highly scripted. You're supposed to run seven yards and cut. You ran seven and a half. You didn't do the work. You didn't do your homework. You screwed up. That's why you said like so like a wide receiver that can run seven quarterback's like, yeah, I don't even need to look at you. I know exactly where I'm going to throw this ball right now. And you're going to be there. And if you're not there, you didn't read the script. You didn't practice the script. It's like a director yelling at somebody with their
1: lines. Well, because the ball's going from one teammate to another. It's literal. But that's interesting because there is a similarity between hockey. I mean, the puck hopefully is going from one teammate to another until you get to the goal. Right. But when you go to pass, it could be intercepted much like oh, when you pass the puck it could be intercepted.
0: Right, so he said like when you're running a play though, you have the possession of the ball and you're it's your play right now. It might be funny, but like it's
1: your play. So You theoretically don't want anyone else outside your team to interact with it. Correct. But in hockey, there's constant interaction in the middle of your play. But you theoretically don't want someone to grab your puck either. And you guys are passing it down the ice. You don't theoretically want anybody to interfere with that, but it can. But those can plays happen. are are have changes within those so quick. Whereas tennis, we expect that the opponent is going to have a chance at our ball every single time. That's the only way you play tennis. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if he if he if he doesn't have a chance at your ball, that's not a game of tennis. That's just you practicing some balls in a very expensive court with a lot of people watching.
0: Right. I would. So a way like to modify tennis. For people that are like what are you guys talking about right now would be if i have the ball and I, and I have possession of the tennis ball yeah and instead of you on the other side of the net you're on the service line i've got to serve the ball into the
1: box mm-hmm. but you get to charge me like rushing a quarterback <laughs> You and that would be oh i think something something maybe a little bit more similar would be if in tennis this is really kooky but If you were playing doubles and your opponent is on the other side of the net, right? But also his partner is your partner. So now on the other side of the net is one of yours and one of theirs. And on your side is you and your opponent. And now...
0: (laughs) And the other guy's
1: partner gets to chase you. My God, have we invented a new version of tennis accidentally? (laughs) Talky, talky, right? (laughs) Well, no, I wonder... How would that work? So you serve it, and you have to serve it to the you're serving it to your opponent who's in on the other side of the net, but he's partnered up with your with no your, no 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 your player no,
0: no 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 you're serving to your partner, and you're not trying to win the point. You're trying to it's it's like monkey in the middle. So you're hitting over the net, mm-hmm. and you there's so your partner's on the other side also. Yeah, and the opposing players are trying to intercept the ball. From you, like batted away from you, kind of like Monkey in the Middle. Maybe, yeah. So you're keeping it away. So it's a game of keep away. Right.
1: So if well, they, that's what tennis is anyway, but no. No, no, but you, you know what I'm
0: saying, it. though? But yeah, yeah. Then, then that becomes similar
1: to. I wonder, though, if that would, like, really we do this reinvigorate tr- the game. Come. I wonder if that would. Could we? Could you try that in a That'd could be you hilarious. Try, try that in a drill? So you, you. But I mean, it's a mind mess for tennis players because it's like, wait a minute. They're both supposed to be my. Wait, opponent. hold on. So if. You're telling me my. My partner is over there. And you got to keep
0: the ball to them. You can volley it. You can bounce. Oh, that makes
1: it a little bit easier. You, I was going to say they have to serve it to the opponent, but next to him is the partner. So then you have to wrestle with the ball. You oh, so to, you try to wrestle the ball away. The monkey in the middle thing I'm is. Try, I'm trying to get how do you wrestle the ball? I the know. I, I know. Is that oh, so? That's a, so you body. you 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 serve it to your opponent like you would in regular tennis. Okay And then your opponent hits it back to who? what's the goal? Uh, see I'm taking away getting the ball I'm talking about touching the ball that gives you possession right that's true you're going to have to do it like you said
0: okay I got I it I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the master of, of house rules mm-hmm. so you served your partner yeah you've got to keep it away from the other guy's partner that's on your each of your right. respective sides right and you're trying to, when you get the ball, hit the other guy. <laughs> you get to hit the other guy. Ooh. So when it comes to- With the racket? No, with the... the ball. With the ball. <laughs> you're actually physically trying to hit him. So you're trying to tag him, right? But the other guy that's- Meaning the guy on the other side of the net. Right. But the opponent that's on your side is allowed to like screen you. They can't touch you, but they can like go in front of you. They they can move around you because they can't, or they can block the ball. So they can have all these other rules. But now what we'd have to start wearing is helmets because now this is becoming more aggressive. There's a chance of getting hit or tackled or run into. So I think that that when you look at that, when we start making up this ridiculous game of Taki or Fennis, right? Where we add these other elements, it's dramatically changing. How do we do this? And if it becomes a game of keep away, what
1: are we going to start running? Plays, but we already do run plays.
0: Ah, we have plays in the context. We're not as unscripted as hockey, but we're not as scripted. As football we 're somewhere in the middle, yeah, and i would I would argue baseball is another one that's it 's pretty unscripted because it's a react it 's a game of anticipation and reaction with a little bit of adjustment right it's similar it's similar to tennis, I would argue, yeah, but super super slow so anyways so so his point was that because
1: well I thought his point was that. The coaches that are yelling.
0: So the reason coaches yell is because in those sports that are, they tend to be
1: mostly scripted sports because you just didn't do the work. But They're why are angry. why are people yelling in hockey then? If he's saying the guy who he, yell doesn't, are, he doesn't know because are he's, they maybe cheering?
0: No, he said. I asked him. I said, do most hockey coaches yell? He goes, yes. and I don't get it. He goes, when a guy comes off the ice, they know they screwed up. The last thing you need to do is lambast them for making a mistake. Right. You, like, later mm-hmm. on, you'll say, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know,
1: in the, in the third period. I. It's kind of like when I was watching that uh, that uh, Inside the NFL series. And um, it's just so very, to me, very interesting to watch some of the coaches' reactions to stuff. Like when when a play goes bad, and it's not executed, whether there was an interception, which is really bad or just a dropped ball and to see some coaches go old school and just rail on the guy, <laughs> you know, and he's a grown man. He gets paid a lot of money to do this. He knows what he's doing. He knows that he didn't do it and railing on him. It, I'm not sure that that. So I think this is a good segue to what I wanted to talk about, and that is that like. What that does to the symp- uh, uh, sympathetic or is it symp- sympathetic nervous system, right? Is <clears throat> it causes reactions within the body, and I think we're woefully behind in acknowledging and studying this sort of thing. And I think we need to, because we always talk about the mental game in tennis, but I think we need to really start digging into that. Because it affects the quality of play, and ultimately it affects for the people who don't give a crap about the quality of play. They just want the win or loss, mostly the win, obviously the win, but I think it dramatically affects the win.
0: You're going to unpack this differently than me, so I want to just wrap up my thought and, then, yeah. and go through, because I yelled. I yelled on Sunday in class. Mm-hmm. I, I went hockey, uh, old school hockey coach.
1: Mm-hmm. What class? High school boys. We okay. had the, the ball, mm-hmm. but it had How many no, kids. Oh, 16. Okay, 16 kids. We had uh, okay. four quarts of football. How many coaches?
0: Three. Okay. And we were using the ball machines and we started, we've been doing this for a few weeks now and started jacking up the pace right. coming out. And, you know, we always give the safety speech. Did you graduate it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's deeper, faster. Right. And then we went from corner to corner, attack. As fast as you can for a put away volley. Right. it's like singles. So they, they had a move. But So it was three shots. You, you go to the deuce. You hit it cross court. You shovel back to your line of good position. You get a, a, a shot that's a little bit shallower on the ad. You're going to hit that w- with a more of a, a, a neutral stance to come in behind the ball, rip it and attack the net, and then come across and put it away with the forehand volley back on the deuce. Now what happens is the next player, their pattern flips because the ball machine can only fire alternating shots right to left. So if you're in the back talking, you're not paying attention, you're not set ready to go when the other guy is going, the ball starts flying at everybody. And this kid in the back, now I'm watching and monitoring, was spacing out, the ball starts firing. He, he doesn't go. And all of a sudden, it's screwing everything up. And the ball's moving pretty fast. Then when he finally goes, he misses the volley and continues to stand in the middle of the court while it's firing at 80 miles an hour. And I was like, yo, get off the court. And, and so I pulled him aside. I go, what were you thinking? And I realized as I was saying that. That, that he wasn't correct. But I thought like, you know, this, I'm not coaching. This is probably what like a sergeant does in war. I need you to pay attention right now. Right. Because this is why we raise our voice because I need you to hear me right now. And I need to be the loudest thing in the room. So you can't get distracted. I, so I understand that of like, Hey, this is danger. You need to pay attention. But when you're constantly doing that, as it, so there's, a, there's like a, a safety element involved in that, I think, that I was doing, that I need you to take this seriously because you're gonna get seriously hurt. So my tone went up of like, this is serious. But when you coach like that, and there's not a life or death or I- a possibility of injury, I think you end up getting tuned out as a coach. Because there's no, I don't yell. There's no weight to the, to the volume anymore. It's just you making a lot of noise. So to have impact. What becomes part of the background. Correct, and I think ultimately somebody just gets used to it. It doesn't have the effect that you, the desired effect that you think it does. So when Southside was saying, hey, we got our, they're ready for us to yell at them, they don't, they are very quiet coaching sessions when they're working with the team. One thing he told me too, what they do is they don't stand on the, on the bench when they come in. He makes them all sit and he goes, uh, blades down. And they all have to keep the blades the same direction. And he goes, at first, this new team he's working with, they were, they were laughing at it. Now when they come in off the ice, he has the players are like, hey, quick, blades down, blades down. And that's, and I said, so why do you do that? He goes, well, it's, it's to concentrate, it's to calm yourself, its order, it's getting prepared for the chaos of the puck and being out there. Isn't that the same thing as our ball talk, as our ball bounce before we serve the ritual?
1: The BBB. Yeah. What are your three Bs? Before triple the, B bounce box breathe. Triple the triple B. So you bounce the ball, you look at the box, and you take a breath. You reoriented that, but I still like to stay in that order because the idea is to. Create this sort of hypnotic moment when you approach the line and you look and you're like, okay, I'm about to do this. Because you have to do that every time. Okay, I'm about to do this. And now you enter into the triple B. And the breathe,
0: I think, goes into the, is it the sympathetic? It's a sympathetic nervous system, isn't it?
1: It's called the sympathetic nervous is, system. Okay, the
0: sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of something else. I'll have to look that mm-hmm. up later. The, sympathet- the sympathetic.
1: The SNS, yes. I've got it here. I was going to no, read a
0: portion. from No, it. I'm, I'm going to go right into this now. So if you're someone that's yelling all the time and raising your voice like that, right, you're dire- as a coach, as, and there's no danger involved, right. you're keeping your students, what did you call it, S-Y-S? SNS. The SNS.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, uh,
0: how, how is that conducive right. to any kind of processing or learning constantly? Right? And, I, and again, it's... It, so
1: so th- I have to take this to a new area. Just go. now. But I think ready? we're on the
0: same page. Go. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, Saturday night, we were at the court practicing, and we kind of got kicked off because there was a college team that rented the facility, and they were taking over the whole thing, and they were playing another Illinois college team, two Illinois college teams. Did you guys stay and watch? We stayed and watched a little bit. I mean, it's a little awkward because of the COVID thing. They right, really don't yeah. want you hanging around or whatever, and one of the people there said that they, um, but they know us. And so it was no big deal, but they were like, boy, this is a shame that somebody didn't set up a live stream camera. So the parents could watch at least, but nobody did. Right. So that's a good example of why tennis rockers exists because tennis rockers exists to um, bring in, to mash up and bring in new ideas that can help um, propagate the sport of tennis in a I, I, positive way. Can, can you
0: just hit, hit the, crickets button
1: for crickets a second please. Button. sure please
0: like you're telling me that two high-level colleges are coming in to play at a facility that yep. rented the entire thing yep and in the world of zoom not one person at this facility thought you know we should just let all our members know that this is happening and we're going to oh well
1: that, that alone she was talking from the perspective of, geez, it would be nice if the parents could see their own kid play in oh, these I'm, matches. But No, I'm thinking now, just like right. you could have watched this from home. If you wanted to. I but mean, you were I, saying no one watches tennis.
0: No, but that's local. Right. See, this now is in your backyard and this is, oh, this is cool. Or you can at least. Well, right.
1: I mean, so if you and I were to do it, we'd be like, hey, you know what? That's an opportunity. (laughs) It's an opportunity. We'd be like, hey, um, if we were directors of the facility, we'd be like, hey, you know what? Um, Tell all the coaches, every coach put up flyers I know that's old school but hand out flyers and you classes. living in the 80s no you know what there's something about so, yeah I'm living in the 80s well I take notes on my tablet and you're still writing you know and I do uh, take notes on my book I do. you're still writing in napkins but but the thing do is do no 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 but but the thing is like I you know flyers there's something tactile about it yeah. you just you hand it out it gets in people's face yes I can beam it to their social media account vis-a-vis Instagram but the reality is, is just hand out a flyer and say hey look there's a tournament coming here we're going to live stream it it's on www whatever you know our slash whatever and there it is and and you know you don't have to watch the whole thing but just check it out or and for the higher check it out for the little guys and then for the medium to higher level students it's like hey you know what i'd really like you to pay attention and watch and i'd like you to tell me you know it's, it's almost like uh you ever have a class you know classes and either high school or college where they, they, you do an analysis of a movie, you know what I mean? And they're like, so I want you to break down the movie for me and tell me what happened here, or what happened there, or what some of the important parts, you know? And I think it'd be the same thing. It's like, okay, well I, I want you to just watch for 20 minutes. You don't have to do 20 minutes, you know? And I want you to watch when well, my live stream was down <laughs> or, you know, I, I, I couldn't, um, I had other things to do. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> okay. But 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 again, it's what we've always said though.
0: If it's there, then they're making the choice not to right. versus using it as an excuse saying, Well, I mean I you know But no if we,
1: we were but if we were to do it, you're right. That's a totally missed opportunity because the, the club should be promoting that and sitting there saying, hey, we're going to live stream this thing. You know what I mean? Now, of course, there's probably permission issues, but you just ask the team and you ask the coach, can we do this?
0: But then again, ready? Right? But here's also, we had talked about in earlier episodes also, and we'll get back to in two seconds about what we're going down with the SNS. But this is where we're not all working together. We're like all islands unto ourselves. Right. The, the, the colleges could be promoting this. How cool would it be if, if you're a college player with some fans, with some local kids that you're yeah. like, hey. And after the teams are there, the manager comes out and says, mm. hey, would you guys like mind coming back and maybe just doing
1: like an exhibition match for some of our local or are you ready or? for this? Are you ready for this? How jacked out of their minds, especially for the kids that are really into tennis. You know, that are maybe you got to get to that age. But maybe they're 14 yeah 15 16 17 and they were to say hey we've got some open courts because they finished up around nine o'clock they finished the turn the oh, around 9 play o'clock. with the kids yes oh. <laughs> I, I don't know i guess this one yeah Play with the Kid, kids the yeah co-
0: uh, but they ready the colleges the coaches should make them do that
1: well of course yeah but, but I'm, I'm just saying like that would be really cool it's like These guys just played, and I'm sure there's coaches out there that'd be like, "Listen, my player's a high level player, and they just finished off, and uh, they need to gear down. They need to do some stretches. They have a whole routine. They really don't have time to get onto the court with the commoner." It's like, dude, tennis is bleeding here. Shut up. Get five guy or four guys. Get them on four different courts. Get them hitting max one game two games whatever with these guys let them test their metal do you know what i mean let them feel good about doing it just go ahead and serve to me and let's just go and let's play and just you know and that could be a recruitment tool for your school too i mean are you kidding me it's a
0: win 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 i'm
1: trying to i'm struggling to see how it's a lose so well, they need to get to bed and they need their sleep. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay, they're yeah, college kids. As they kids. stopped at McDonald's right. on the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and got a keg, and somebody used their fake ID to get a keg, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So it's interesting. I'm going to bring up hockey again. And then I think it still goes on. I could be wrong. So yeah. if Saliside will correct me, I'm going to ask him that the hockey teams, when they have a game, if it's an away game, they usually, I've seen a lot of the teams at my facility at the park district when they show up wearing jackets and ties
1: yeah these guys just had colored shirts but yeah
0: no but my point all tennis right yeah that's but there's there's certain it's which i think is funny that that hockey gets a bum rap for certain things but then other things i think it does really well i think that shows a lot of respect of like listen we're about to Put bash these guys' heads in, but let's make sure we show up with a little bit of respect, you know. And putting the jack and the tie on, and I think that says a lot. And again, tennis doesn't seem to do these things. Right. There's just a lot of, and I hate to say it, with the guys at least. There's a lot of machismo. Yeah. And it, and really, it, that is just such a
1: turnoff for me. It's so funny because you're walking unknowingly right into what I'm, what I was gonna say. So it's kind so of, so go let's when you it. said machismo. So. <clears throat> They were playing. We were practicing, and they were playing on the other four courts. And um, in the lead up to us leaving, you know, probably the whole time we were there, for most of it, we were like, it was, cr- it got crazy. It was crazy. It was like,
0: well, like what way? We
1: were no, we were just practicing, and and we could hear. I mean, the whole place was reverberating and and they were like yeah yeah you know it was like and, and we were like holy cow is this really are they because i thought at first i thought they were um practicing but it turns out it was the <laughs> it was the match and i was like what what the hell is this you know what i mean and so you know, I left it alone, I focused on my players and our practice and doing whatever we're doing. But then I was like, okay, well, we should, I wanna, I just gotta go see this. Like, I don't even understand what's going on here. Is this a tennis match? You know, cause it was like football, you know? And and it was, and so I'm, I go out there and I'm watching and I'm like, wow, you know, so you have, there was two courts that were active out of the four. And then you have, as now I guess is tradition in college, they, there's no bleachers or whatever. so the, 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 the other teammates are lined up you know in a in a row, you know, a vertical row. Um, and they're just standing there and they, they can cheer after the point or before the point or whatever. And it was just like raucous crazy, which I guess you'd sit there and say, well, that's cool, it's good for tennis. But and this goes back to what we were talking about with the sympath, uh, sympathetic nervous system. And so I was watching from that perspective of watching the reaction to it rather than getting into the game. And I think it's interesting as a human, you get from different perspectives. So the sympathetic nervous system is one of the three divisions of the autonomic nervous system. The others being the parasympathetic nervous system and the uh, enteric nervous system. The automatic nervous system functions to regulate the body's unconscious actions. The sympathetic nervous system's primary response or primary process is to stimulate the body's fight or flight response. It is however, constantly active at a basic level to maintain homeostasis. The sympathetic nervous system is described as being antagonistic to the parasympathetic nervous system, which stimulates the body's feed and breed and then, and the, and to the then rest and digest phases. So what I, what I was getting at here was that I was watching the players' bodies react to this like raucous craziness. And they were getting overstimulated and overjacked. And in tennis, that's very bad (laughs) because it causes you to overhit the ball, right? So now I'm going to just... I'm gonna to seg to this because I gotta play this. So this is an Italian coach who's very um, well known. His name is Alberto Castellani, and um, and this talks about that stimulation for just just a second here. So I'm gonna play this and then we can go into it.
2: A third very important mental skill. Or what would that? Another be? mental skill is this is very very important and. Uh, because a lot of players, before the match, someone is too relaxed. And someone is too excited. I had a lot of good uh, top 20 players, no? I had four or five of this, And someone of them that, you see, I'm thinking to one player that was very tall, very strong, and people think that he was strong mentally, but he was very weak. Before the match, he was... Uh, checking uh, he is in contact with his fear. So, and you have to prepare the match to bring him on the court. That if he's too relaxed, he has to go inside with his arousal. That is, he has to change his level of activation. Is if he's too relaxed, he has to move your activation. If he's too excited, that a lot of players are in this situation, no, when you have to play Davis Cup or uh, something very important, you go and the pulse of your heart is very high, the number of the breathing in a minute is very high, no, and you start to sweat, you start to move, so this this it means that the player is under strong anxiety, no? So and they, they can, he cannot go on the court in this situation. So you have to move his activation level. In this case, if the player is uh, too activated, we have to, to do some technique that we call psyching down techniques. We have to bring his activation a little bit down. I had one player that before the match, he was not sleeping, he was too relaxed. It's the opposite situation. And uh, what I have to do, I cannot, I cannot bring, I cannot, he cannot play in this, in this mental situation. So I have to move his activation level in this kind, we call this psyching up techniques. So I have to, to do with him some technique to move his activation level up. Understand, this is very important because there is or one or the other situation. Not a lot of players before the match are in the perfect activation level. So we have to help them to, to move. If they are too relaxed, we have to move their relaxation to be more activated. If they are too activated, too excited, we have to bring, it, to bring the player down and this is very important every every coach has to know if the player play better when he's little bit more activated than normal or or less activated so
1: so
0: so what he's calling level of activation psyching up and psyching down like if you're too relaxed right he needs to psych up and if you're too um overactivated. He's going to psych down. I yeah. always said like your oh, sympathetic nervous system. Y- yeah, and I but I've always said it as oh they're overadrenalized. Mhm. Right or they're underadrenalized. That's what was always, always right. my phrase. So right. we're we're
1: saying the same thing. But watching these high school or college were, kids were, play where they were they, they, were they needed so to be psych down. <laughs> they needed to be no, they needed to be like they needed to have a giant blanket of psych down poured dropped on them from like you know what i mean like you know like when when new year's eve happens and they drop all the balloons and the confetti and everything it's raining down on people they needed to have one balloon
0: they needed like oh they or they needed to have that amount
1: (laughs) of psyching down dropped on them because that's how like literally they're standing there and they're they're like and they're they're like they're like this they're like you know, just after that, just after the guy, they're like, yeah. And the other guys are like this and they're readying themselves in the double stance. And they're like this. And I'm like, oh my God. Dude, dude I think you're upsetting
0: our listeners. We I'm can like, feel the energy coming through the microphone.
1: What are you doing? <laughs> and then they, and then they would hit and you could guess what the result was. Right? They shanked it. Yeah. Or over-hit it. And they or- overhit it. And, and they were, or, and then I think the other thing is, is I saw just a tad bit of playing it safe. Because you know, you, 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 in doubles now in college, it's one set. I mean, uh, so
0: uh, let's not go down there. Let's, let's
1: not go down there. But just the just point keep keep is, is like hard, these guys hard. were so over psyched. And I was saying to my kids, I was like, "Look at his leg twitch." And then there was another kid who there was another kid who was playing who had pulled up his leg. He's like this, trying to cool off, or he, so he pulled up his short pant, and he's like this, and he doesn't even realize he's so psyched that. After the point, after the game is over, he's still got his pant leg up. But he does he clearly doesn't even know. He's so
0: overactivated. He's
1: so overactivated that he doesn't even know. And and actually, you know what? I'm just gonna say this. I think shame on the coaches. Because I think that the coaches 100%. should have said and I said I'm just gonna say this because I know you can jump down my throat about coaches that you think I'm a coach hater. But I'm like just shame sometimes. on the shame on the coaches because I think you should know like i'm I, like i'm an amateur and i know this right i don't do this to get paid right and i know this and i can smell this and i can see it and i'm like whoa we gotta calm this down and so the coach should be over on the side saying and there's and and listen this is going to be a real challenge because if you're in a tournament situation and you've got another team that's like yeah and you're like okay we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Okay, it's really hard, right? Because the other team is doing it, so you're going to have to train them and practice to be able to like manage that whole thing, right? Like I think Federer is really good at that. You know, well, he, and
0: early on, he remember early on he, he, he wasn't was he, he overactivated, and right. he was. Horrible on the court. He was right. actually the exact opposite.
1: But that was through a lot of training, very deliberate training. But he
0: got to the point where he realized he was overactivated all the time. Right. That's why he wasn't like winning. And he made he personally, and he was coached. Listen, this is not working for you. And he didn't listen. He's he's a hardhead man. I I think there's a Federer that we don't know that's. He's he is highly scripted as as an athlete as far as his look how he is. I'd be very interested to meet him. Roger, give me a call. I'd like to know the real you. <laughs> Sully would like to have yeah, right. a drink with sure, you. He'll be happy. <laughs> have Merker give me a call and set it up. I'm sure. around. But I think that there's this thing where an athlete comes to the realization. But right, you know, we just talked about counter messaging in our last episode, where the coach is the counter message to what you think the sport is. So the coach, you're right, 100%. The coach should be doing breathing exercises with the entire team. The coach should be creating scenarios where they get jacked up and, or and then bring t- in, t-
1: Or bring in the club team when you're practicing. Bring in the club team to be the opponents and to act like that. And then set, teach your team to psych down. Right, to psych down. But, but, hold
0: yeah. on. but then flip it too, because I have seen a lot of players, and I would, what he referred to as being relaxed, you can't play tennis with people that are a little lackadaisical in their movement or, I mean, it's an odd sport because, this is, I guess, I always say to my students, I try to, if if it's in point when I'm coaching and I need them to move a certain way because we're working on movement, my tone, I keep my tone staccato, and I, I really watch the volume, but I speak the speed of the game, so sometimes they'll, they'll look at me, I'm like, listen, just, you know, I'm not yelling, I'm speaking the speed of the game, and if your body isn't matching the cadence, what I'm doing vocally, you're, you're, you're too slow. You're just not, so it's, <clears throat> run, stop. Sorry, run, calm down, hit the ball. Recover back fast. Run to the ball. Calm down. Hit the ball. Run recover. Get back. Get to the ball. Stop. Calm down. Relax. Hit the ball. Right. You know, and so if you think about that, how that is, it's that's jarring on the body. It's these motions already. Psych up. Psych down. Psych up. So if you think in those terms of how you go to a ball, you're in a constant state of an SS SNS fluctuation physically. Let's just think that on a physical level. So if you're SNS is jumping up and down every single second in that movement. So while you're going, get to the ball, calm down, hit the ball. Get back, get to the ball, calm down, hit the ball. You can't ride that emotional roller coaster. So while your body is doing that, you've got to stay at, uh, because if you're riding that emotional roller coaster, there's no way you're going to be able to implement any sort of cognitive processing for strategy. I mean, am I, did I drop the ball here? Am I? No, that goes without
1: crickets. I'm hearing crickets. No, no, no. That goes without, I mean, I I think that that's, you know, it, it leads us exactly into what is, is the problem is that you are not, it's not even just the strategy. You're not able to think straight enough to see what's going on with the other guy. Like you can't even, that's one of the biggest mistakes. And this goes to back to what we were talking about, how tennis doesn't teach this to people for the most part right and it's a massive failing because part of tennis is analyzing what the other guy can do and can't do and where he's falling short but if your sympathetic nervous system is so jacked and you're so over aroused you've crowded out that's the problem here you're crowding out your ability to observe forget processing for a second to observe you're no longer observing. You're getting that tunnel vision that the military knows oh so well. They call it the fog of war. That's why they train these oh, reactions. Is that what that's called? Yeah, it's called the fog of war. And the military knows this very well. You get tunnel vision because your world closes in because you're so over aroused that your world closes in and you're (laughs) you're just focused on this and you can't see all the other stuff that's going on. So they try to train you to be able to automatically do what you're going to do, shoot, charge, whatever you're going to do. They train you to do that so that that's automatic, but then they also want you to try at the same time to observe what's going on. But you lose that power of observation. So I think it can be trained, but you lose that power of observation, which is the core, is is the precursor to processing because without observation and the careful intake of that information you can't get to the processing stage.
0: Do you think there's also a filtering issue on that too that you're you have to be taught to filter out for the processing. So you also have to be so in the processing like you're pointing out okay well I need you to focus on this this single minded thing. So that's let's say that's in your central vision. Then but in the periphery there's other things going on that you're going to take in don't get distracted by it, but you need to be aware of it. Well,
1: it's multi-leveled processing. And this is this is kind of like the best analysis or analogy I can add to this is when they start talking about multiple cores within a CPU. So the core theory of CPU processing, I don't want to go there, but the point is, is that more cores allow you to process different activities at the same time. So if you have a single core... <laughs> processing multiple different activities like browsing a web page, working in a piece of software, right? Doing doing other tasks at the same time, the computer starts to slow down and it can't, it can't do what it needs to do. But if you add multiple cores, you can save a file, browse a website. So one core can be working on save a file. One core can be working on browse a website. One core can be working on working in software. Well, it's the same thing if you think about it from the tennis emotional, mental perspective, because it's really important is that one, one core of you has to be working obviously on the moment at hand, right? Which is, I'm going to hit the forehand down the line or, or cross court, whatever. That's one core. But then another core has to be working on, okay, what the heck did that guy do? What did he do when I did that? He wasn't in position. Why wasn't he in position? Does he, not know where his, does he not know where he's supposed to be? You're observing. And then you go into analysis and processing.
0: I just had a huge coaching moment. <clears throat> Based on what you just described. I think the core thing really helped me. If I'm coach, I have to identify in a student if they have multiple cords or not. Because if they don't, they're going to have a really hard time. They're going to have tunnel, fog of war they're gonna have the fog of war and there's gonna be a shutdown because they have tunnel vision. They're not seeing everything else that's going on. So if you have somebody with one core and they're trying to play doubles with a ball and three other things moving around, they're only seeing the ball. Or if I'm asking somebody with one core, hey, I need you to watch as you're hitting the ball, the net person here is moving here to draw this out and this person's going here but then your partner's
1: here asking for the setup shot. Th- that I'm speaking to somebody that does there's no cores. I, I just or they well, no, they have a single core, but what you're asking is you're overloading that core with too many things to do.
0: And then and then they the core it.
1: was good when you were saying, "I want you to hit the ball there." The core started to get overloaded when you said, "I want you to hit the ball and then react to this. And then when you added a third component or a fourth component, the core was completely bogged down and so the processing this is the analogy the processing ability went down like like a straw trying to suck trying to suck a potato and then and then what happened is they got confused and then they felt like wow i, I can't really get this i'm not really good at this right and then it just <laughs> it it got worse from there and then there's all sorts of reactive emotional rea- responses that happen within the group where it's like, oh god, she can't get it. So there's the other people who have maybe two cores or three cores, and they're like, oh god, she can't get it, unbelievable. And then there's the coach, like, oh, this is not working. Oh, there's pressure. Come on, we've been at this for forty minutes. Okay, okay, this Can is I not working. Guess,
0: so guess what? And I'm again, this is why I love that we do this because I'm actually learning so much from you reinterpreting my life for me because
1: no, <laughs> oh no, great no, no, no that's my job it's no, the lowest paying last. crappy job on the planet <laughs> go ahead
0: come on i i pay you with my yeah. beautiful smile yeah. and my sunny disposition yeah. And my yeah. yeah i totally sucked the potato last night in one of my drills and this is exactly verbatim what happened exactly my drill and when, so when you just started saying the coach is like, oh, we've been at this 45 minutes. And bro, I know I'm reading, I'm now cringing like, and these are my players that have been with me for so long and they've been great. We were still working on watching the player and the, the backcourt player reading the front players movement. And I gave the front player three options. <laughs>
1: But See, the what? front player chances uh, yeah. are
0: be, I, it's all, nobody nobody could do the drill. Nobody knew where to go. The front player was hesitant. The back player was like, what am I doing? And I was like, and I tried to keep re explaining it. And I was like, no, look, if you if she goes left really wide, you don't need to follow her exactly because it's gonna force it to a sharper angle. But if she goes here, and I'm trying to explain all these things and so I'm like, okay, let's do the drill. So we start doing it. Nobody can hit a ball. It's, I'm like, what is happening? These these are my good players. They understand these concepts. So we go through three rotations, and finally, I mean, nobody can hit the ball. It was like I'd feed the ball, somebody would frame it. We'd hit it one time, somebody would stop moving, and it's worse because everyone has a mask on. I can't read anybody. It literally, And we're usually laughing and having a great time. And so I said, all right, let's pull this in. And I said, let's look at one aspect of this. Let's, what do we do, what does the back person do when the, f- when the net person kind of middles up a little bit off center of the strap? Where do we, and I showed where we go. And I said, let's just start with that. And guess what happened? We started playing tennis. Right. but, it, but Dumb Sully <laughs> didn't, didn't catch that until an hour. <laughs> I let it go an hour. I was like, I was trying to figure out what happened. Well, here's the deal. They all have multiple cores. I know that they do. For whatever reason, now that I'm looking back, one person was late by 15 minutes. I could tell one had was not feeling well. She wasn't moving up to par, and I think actually now looking back, now that we're having this conversation, which is why these things are important that you hear it back. But we have to reflect. I think one of them was overadrenalized, so jacked to be playing. So that, that the other one was just how she normally is. But those three things, each of those purse people had one one thing going on, either. One was overadrenalized. Yeah, it's
1: almost like before you go out there with them or when you go out there with them, you need to spend the first couple of minutes sort of establishing a group uh, arousal level. Because if you don't establish a group arousal level, you're, you got to bring some people down. You got to bring some people up
0: <clears throat> or, or, right? or change my expectations maybe that's not the day that I wanted to do this really complicated thing.
1: Yeah. But arguably, I don't know if you're ever going to have all four people in a double class situation where they're on the same arousal level. That's so true. You're no, you're right. You're
0: right. How but how do you do that?
1: Well, I guess they were breathing exercise or just, well, I mean, I, I my guess I'm going to just take a wild guess here that, <laughs> Oh, and from what i've seen is that there's one person that's really jacked and the other people maybe two the other people are just like hmm and so you're probably going to have to spend less time bringing those people down as you are bringing the people up
0: yeah but in based on what the coach just said i also have to psych up the people that are uh, yeah because,
1: that's what i'm saying right, you're going to f- have to spend more time psyching you're going to have to spend more time psyching those people that are down or are, are not in are not aroused enough to get them up. You know, what I mean, which you're really good at, which you can be like, "All right, you know, you know what I mean, like you can send a signal that makes them go, "Oh, all right. Okay, yeah. I better uh better get going on this." You know what I mean, whereas for the other people, but I think that's really hard because now the coach has to be like you almost have to like separate people. You have to be like, okay, you two come on over here with me. Okay, I want you guys, I know this is totally exciting. This is great. Okay, we're going to do great. This is going to be fun. But what I need you guys to do is I need you to breathe. I know. So we're just going to go through this. I'm going to do this exercise. I'm, you guys go over here and then I want you to breathe. Okay, so but, but hold box on. breathe, you, you, four you, in, four nah, hold, you, four you, out.
0: You are 100% right. <clears throat> great shot in the dark. 100% right. But we don't say things on the and I should say that too. Hey, I'm feeling like you're a little you're a little overactivated right now. I need you to bring that level of activation down. Hey, you're not activated enough, so we need to you need to get psyched up a little bit. I need you to really focus on this. And also, if you're looking at people, and I think this also has to go with how you put people in classes, because if you have two people that are overactivated and they can't psyched down and you have to, with two people that are under activated and they can't psych up, that's never going to work.
1: Right. The people, the people <laughs> that are psyched up are miserable and they hate the people that are not psyched up enough.
0: And the other people, are, there's, and there's nothing wrong and with the, And the people who
1: are not psyched up enough, I, they look at the people that are psyched and are like, you are taking this way too seriously.
0: <laughs> no, that's exactly it.
1: You were I taking mean, it's, this. It's way, just. A, what's the big way. deal? It's just a game. It's just a game. I'm just playing My for a God. fun. No, it's 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 a real. I mean, it's a problem because. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a problem within classes that I think coaches and facilities. Yes, there it is again. No, I'm with you on this. They one. need to address this because the thing is, I think they need to address it because it would make it more fun for people. Because then it's like, you know, it, it's kind of like what I was saying, um, i've I've often whined about this, like, why can't we find more people that are on our page? you know, you know what I mean? And it's like you can't, you can't, so but, but, but. let it go. But I'm saying like from a coach from a class perspective, there are people that are already attending the class and they've signed up for the class. That's different, right? There's people that want to be there. And that you they're there at the same time together, but but dividing them up and listen, people are gonna but I yes, people are gonna change. People are gonna change, they're gonna get more into it, in which case they could be in the more active class. And they're gonna be people who maybe have a down day and they can't be as psyched up as they normally are. Yeah, okay, there's variance, but the reality is is that I think if we did make this division you know, among the people that are, you know, people would be happier. Yeah. But
0: what's interesting is, and I think it's, it's done on some level at my club with, but ready, here's the problem. You had said this, we had had this conversation about using lingo, using the verbiage that applies to what we're doing. And when you do that, I think you take out the emotional things that could offend people. So we'll be like, Oh, you know, I really like so-and-so, she's a great person, she, she'd be fun in the drill. Except she is constantly overactivated, and you are constantly under, and there's no way to psych her down, and there's no way to psych you up. Then what happens is, it starts straining the friendship, because they're like, what's going on? Who is this person? And you're like, because you're seeing them in battle now. You, like, having a cup of coffee with them, and just... Chilling out is a completely different thing than being on a a tennis court. And you're right.
1: It ruins. It's kind of like with Nadal when they say that I, you know, I read his biography, autobiography, because he wrote it for with a writer. And it's interesting because he's very forthcoming. And I just have such immense respect for his his humbleness. He's very humble guy (laughs) like and he basically comes out and says his friends think he's nuts. He travels with his friends, his longtime close friends, and they support him in what he does. Not just like, Hey, great job. They, it's not entourage. <laughs> he has his own entourage as he pays, but, no, they but they I'm do saying, it's not things. the show entourage. No, 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 just hangers on. They, no, no, the, they do. Uh, they right. do things for him. You know, they do things. But the point is, is that he wrote in his autobiography that, um, you know, he can go play golf with these guys or he can play whatever. And he's so serious. Like he puts on this competitive face. Well, that's the parasympathetic or the sympathetic nervous system kicking in. And he automatically goes into that. And they're just like, they're maybe neutral or under aroused. And they're like, Raphael, this is just a game. <laughs> and we are just playing golf. No. And, and he's like, we are playing. What do you mean? Right. He's, dead serious he's he's aroused he's ready to go he's engaged he brings that apparently according to him he brings that to everything he does so you could be playing ping pong with this guy and he's bringing it. oh he's bringing the paper <laughs> he's he's <laughs> it, it doesn't you could play checkers and he's bringing it chess he's bringing it he's not he he has no off sweat or low gear he has no low gear if you if you make the analogy between a, a car you know he's always in sixth gear he doesn't have a first gear right and it and it, and and so the the point is that for those people that he plays with that are his friends they understand him and obviously they get paid by him so that maybe helps i don't know but they um they deal with it you know what i mean and it's very different
0: sure sure and so we don't use things we don't we're not saying things to our students you know She's overactivated it, and you're not. So this is not going to be a good fit. We don't coach this on the court. But, but
1: there's an element of emotional thing there. You got to be really careful okay. about because when you say it to people, you got to be careful how you say it because then it, it sounds like she's better and you're not. Uh, I'm not saying that's No, no, but we have to. Right, hold no. on. But that's again. We have to be very explicit. You,
0: you, right. So there are players that are we need to psych up. There's players we need to psych down. Right. You're someone that needs to be psyched up. She needs to be psyched down. She cannot be psyched
1: down. But explain to them very carefully why this is important. Because as somebody who's not psyched up enough, and listen, <clears throat> I see, <laughs> I mean, in le- I, I, you can take this to the individual lesson. I've seen lessons, and I see them in another court I go to, where, you know, there's a girl or a guy, a little, you know, teenage, could be a kid, and they're just like this. They're just like, uh... They hit the ball, you know, like, uh. and the pro is like, the pro's like, whatever. I'm getting paid a hundred an hour. I, I'm not getting paid a hundred with the facility and everything. But the point is, whatever, just hit the ball. Go ahead, hit the ball. And they're not. And and he's like, you know, uh, maybe I could um, step into it a little. All right, very good. And it's like, and it's like, how does he get through? Oh, that's right. He turned the music up. Okay, and, but you're you're also like don't you want to put something into this? Like just, just, and and they're just like, you know, they're just like, uh, uh, and, and it's like, as a coach though, you could sit there and say, Hey, you know, your body language and you're kind of you're not really into this you know and 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 really to get more out of it you need to be a little psyched up and then there's the then there's the kid but i think coaches would inherently rather work with the next kid the next kid is the kid that's overadrenalized and like bam yeah <laughs> he's coming on the court and he's like shanking the ball well, and killing it well hold on it.
0: it depends though because there was that girl i i would i wouldn't say coach but i worked with yeah. off and on yeah yeah and where I had to cancel lesson, I like mid lesson, I was like, "We're done." She was so overadrenalized, overactivated. Oh, okay. And into the negative.
1: Oh, okay. That that there's that the wheels would just come what, off. What was she? You mean she'd make a mistake and be super self-critical?
0: Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, you're just you're just like this is so unproductive. She'd go crazy. This cray- is cray- so this right. right. And eventually. <clears throat> you know, I used to tell her mom, I said, listen, I'm going to pull it. I said, this is, and she, her mom was great about it. She was completely on board with, Hey, I'm sorry that happened. She's, she finally saw a sports psychologist right. finally. Right. And it, it did wonders. And I've hit with her off and on since. And she's delightful now, but like all through height. I mean, it was just, there was so much, she doesn't deal well with pressure. Right. At all. And that's. And well, uh, let's. But
1: I, I want to be careful here.
0: Oh, sorry. There's internal. She could pre- deal well with pressure.
1: She could deal She well.
0: wasn't. It wasn't dealt with <clears throat> until later on when she made that decision to do that. That decision to do that. I know. You got to I mean,
1: be a little bit more specific. When
0: she, when she, like Federer, thought to herself, you know, the way I'm acting, uh-huh. the coach keeps canceling the lesson at like 40 minutes and then right. it's an hour. Right. Right. I'm not playing any better. I'm not, I, this
1: doesn't make me happy. Had I, she, had she played tournaments to that point? Was yeah, she, she was playing. Nice had today. you gone to see her play at tournaments? I stopped doing that. No, no, no. Yeah. But whatever did the point is, what, did you talk to her mom or did you talk to her about yeah, when was, she's there? Was she doing the same thing yeah, that she absolutely. was doing? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So it, so at some point I think either so something about the situation was causing her to trigger. Yes. and go into this SNS crazy fight or flight like over one mistake she would make <clears> one mistake. <throat> and okay, the,
0: you're like okay, and she's like, ah, oh, the worst player, and you're like, you just had forty good shots. What are you talking about? She only focused right. So so, so I, there's that personality type too, that perfectionist kind of thing that you know you make you you discount the other forty great but, shots, but and is, you focus you fixate on the one negative thing, right? And then you're internally beating yourself up. But then when you add so then that over, I think that was overactivating her.
1: Right. But this is where,
0: and that's complicated. This now. is
1: where we go. This is where we go wrong every time, right? This is where it needs to be a partnership with the parents because the coaches aren't there all the time, but this is where we go wrong. So like, I see it in my kids. So we played a new, it was a silly drill, whatever the point is, is that like get 10 over in a row from the baseline. I'm pitching to you get 10 over in a row from the baseline to a specific cone. Right. And then what happened was I went to 20 and at 10 it was, and so what I would do is I would announce to them, I would say to them, Hey, that wasn't bad. You got six out of 10. Do you think you could try for seven? And they were like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And that became okay. Okay. And then, got and but then somewhere along the line it got twisted into must get 10 out of 10. And I was like, you're not it, it's okay if you don't <laughs> It's not I don't y- you want to try to go for 10 for 10, but you might not and it's okay all right so then we moved up I moved it up to 20 because they were doing pretty well and I was like, all right well, let's move it up to 20 So I moved it, I should have gone to 15 but I went to 20 whatever. And then it became, it got to the point where the first ball they hit, they hit into the net. They were like, "Start over," and I was like, "No, no." <laughs> at, at first, at first, I was like, at first, I was like, at first, I was like, "Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on." Okay, at first, I said, "All right, we'll do a do over. We'll do a do over," which was my first mistake, right? I should have drawn the line. And I should have been like, "No, there's no do overs. You fight through this," right? So then it got let's say they got to two or three over, then the, the fourth one went over, it was done. I'm done, I'm done, put the racket down, flip out. It, they didn't flip out, but they just put the racket down and they were like, that's it, I'm done. Or just start over or whatever. And I'm just like, guys, you gotta fight through it. So this was a really interesting emotional dichotomy for me. So we do this other drill where we have multiple cones and we hit to these cones and the kids keep struggling to hit those cones but we have multiple cones and they keep fighting through it and they, and they're not, they're not over aroused and they're not under aroused. Right. But they keep fighting through it. But when it comes time for something like this, this new exercise, they suddenly got over aroused. They're making the mistake and now they don't even want to finish. They don't even want to get to going through it. And it's the same thing that also we have to train when we play um, matches, so we play practice matches with each other. And now when they're making mistakes, it's the same thing. They get over aroused and they're like, that's it. I'm done. And you're like, just, just fight through it. Just, just fight through it. Can I
0: jump in for a second? Yeah. I'm pointing it out, not criticizing. You're, you're telling them criticize. I don't care. That's what it's here for. You're saying to them, you're 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 over activated. You're getting you're getting yeah, which but, no one wants to hear probably. But you're using the word fight through it.
1: Fight right no, right, right no right, This right. is important my, though. Right, my bad yeah
0: right because fight connotates what right struggle uh, anger anger adrenaline adrenaline fog of thing. war yeah they're in the fog of war right now yeah and you're telling them to fight more right. The, actually, what it should have happened was Relax. walk, w- calm through it. Calm through it. Psych yeah. down. Let's, guys, let's, hey, rackets down. Let's just come over here for a second. Hey, let's throw the frisbee around. Let's, right. let's hacky sack for a second. Now let's come back to it. So it's important that you're, you're me- the messaging right. so you you're were saying you're, to you're them
1: teaching is. teaching a coping skill, a bad coping skill, by saying fight through it. So nope. it should be calm through it. That's a great point. Because
0: fighting through it would for me would
1: mean I gotta attack Sorry. it more. Sorry, I just pointing
0: it out. And, and and listen, I do the same thing too, where I say something like, but the word I'm using doesn't match up with what I want them to do. I've got to I've got to watch that more when I'm coaching.
1: Right. You know? Well, because it sends a signal. So this is interesting. The verbal cue, like you always say trigger words, but it sends a signal to the brain and then the brain sends a signal to the body and then
0: so if you calm through it or hey you know what <clears throat> say it guys you know what we need to do we need to psych down our levels a little bit let's come on over here for a second
1: yet at the same time there is an element for 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 better or for worse that is necessary there to motivate and inspire at some level no, you have to admit yeah, yeah, but that.
0: hold on a second though what, what you're missing though is this they were already motivated mm-hmm. because they got psyched up. Right. If they didn't get overadrenalized and overactivated. So <clears throat> it goes one of two ways, right? right? I, I, I think it's rare because if it was in the middle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they'd actually be more successful. The middle yeah. is success. Right. So if usually when you see people get so psyched up, that means they really care. So you you're you're trying to inspire something right? That's the same thing. With, like that right. Southside was saying in the beginning. When somebody comes off the ice, you don't need to start telling what they did wrong because they already know what they did wrong. Right? You don't need to inspire them. They they're in, If you have a kid or any athlete that is a internally motivated, all you're doing is browbeating them at that point. You're actually responsible. I think now that we're speaking this out of. Overactivating them by even saying that, but can I, but can I, so the fact that they were caring enough or the other one is the flight mentality where they want to shut down also shows that they care. That doesn't mean they're, they're apathetic to it. It means this feels so bad right now. I, I, I've, I've so low in the activation that I've got to, I got to get out of this. And so that's what the coach was saying is
1: like, how do you bring them up? but both those reactions show they care but we would be remiss if we did not also examine the person for a second the person who's sending that message and what their what their intentions their thoughts their feelings are around this so i can only speak for my obviously thoughts intentions and feelings around this but you know you have a vision as a coach and so you're like you're like I don't I want them to get there. I know they can get there. I can feel it. I can. I can. Oh God, I can feel it. just, 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 come on, come on. Just, you can do it. You can do it. And and to everybody, it's different, right? To me, it's more of that feeling, mild, but. <laughs> The idea is that you have that, and it's really a good intention. It's not a poisonous intention, where, but you don't realize your effect that you're having on them because you're speaking only from your perspective. You're not speaking from their perspective. Right. You're not yeah, yeah, taking yeah. that moment to really. And so what I'm saying, I'm trying to say is I'm forgiving coaches. <sighs> oh, you should be know. so happy. No, I think on, I just
0: jump in because I want to yeah, clarify you're what you're saying. I'm yeah. From
1: my own smarticles.
0: Right that our emotional output towards them for yes. wanting to get it yes. could be the reason why they're getting overactivated Yes. Got,
1: uh, yes. 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 That's, <clears throat> yes, right. because because they're interpreting, and this goes back to what we've said before, it's almost that projection. Like, I want to make the coach happy. He seems like he's happy. He seems like he's he's really happy that I'm getting this. Oh, and this is really I let him good. down now. And I, I missed the ball. He's he, upset at me now. Right, right. And now and, and then there's this whole weird, twisted, effed up anxiety thing that starts coming out from it, you know, and we've got to do. And I'm angry about that because I, I don't want to create anxieties, you know, because we got enough of them. <laughs> and so I don't want to create that. So we got to be very cognizant of we got to watch it, you know and 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 it's a tough thing right because if you're a coach and you get the parents watching you know and you're just standing there and you don't say anything the parents are like what the hell is this coach what 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 am i paying all this money for this is ridiculous let's go find someone else and really the coach is like doing a lot of sophisticated stuff if they're worth their salt they're like no you know what they're at a good arousal state they're they're pretty good here i don't i don't want to be yelling at them you know what i mean and if they're at a poor arousal state you also don't want to be yelling at them because if you're yelling at them in their poor arousal state, then they'll start getting anxiety about the whole thing. Like, why am I not? Maybe this is, maybe I suck. Maybe I, this, they're going to coming up with all their own conclusions. And it's like, you have to be very careful how you adrenalize as you would put it, or how you arouse up or whatever Alberto Castellanelli said. But the point is overactivated. You got to, you got to be careful how you activate because if you are not, you're risking, you're risking creating anxieties in your player and having them perform just as poorly when you go to get bring them up. You so I mean? so these tricky. are
0: things, and it's funny because as an industry, we need new pros to almost go through a real class, like college, tennis college on coaching. At, at this, with all these things we've been talking about, reading students, you know, activation levels. Like it's really, if you really think about it, you should never be bored as a coach. At the, even at the club level, right? There's so much to do. You're creating the energy on your court when. They- and, but but
1: here's the thing that would really help. So some people are going to roll their eyes and say, "Listen, man, it's just freaking tennis, okay? Stop doing this. Stop doing it." Well, here's the thing. If we, we, the tennis game itself is bleeding, we're losing people left and right, right? People are going to other sports and all this other stuff. We would, we would retain people and gain people. So retain and gain people if we as a group of tennis people said, we're changing.
0: But we'd also we're doing
1: a lot more than you think we're doing here.
0: Yes, but it also becomes a great gateway sport for other sports because everything you're going to learn in it will help you with your processing, with your mobility, with your health. And then if we we've talked about this, we're happy to lose you from thirteen to. 22 because you're going to come back for the rest of your life and
1: tennis has this unique ability in some ways because yes you can go to a basketball court yes you can go to a hockey arena yes you can go to a football field but when you in tennis you have this unique ability to go to a club think about that it's very different right it's almost like You're going to a hotel or something, but you go to a club. Not everybody goes to a club. I realize that. There's plenty of people who play in the open. But what I'm saying is a lot of people go to clubs. And the reason why that's so important is that the club itself can create this atmosphere and talk about these things and create classes and get people involved and create a whole space. I mean, why do people pay to belong to a country club? They pay a hundred thousand plus initiation fee, and they pay thousands of dollars a month to belong to this club, which is basically like a big house with a bunch of rooms that have people waiting there, and they sell food and all this other stuff, and they have a pool, and they have a golf course.
0: Wow, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <Can> I,
1: <laughs> but no, but it, but 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 <laughs> so that basically is like a hotel except it's a very exclusive one because you're there with other people who are supposedly interested in exactly belonging to that club. And all I'm trying to say is they, you know, country clubs have done it for years. They well, because, recognize on, the, what a club that, is. That's a
0: great point though. And that club though, and the people that belong to it, they respect it because it, <laughs> they're paying a lot of money. <laughs> well, yes, and there's also a prestigious, uh,
1: a prestige. There's prestige, yeah.
0: There's prestige to it. Also, and you feel like, you know what? I work hard and you know what? I wanna be pampered a little bit. I wanna be able to get, it's it's like going on vacation in, in your hometown, right. right? So I think that's cool. Like my parents belonged to a club growing up in uh, New York and I remember, the, it was the Garden City Casino, but it wasn't just, we had. The, that's where we worked cleaning tennis courts. But they didn't just have tennis courts. There was bridge night. There was, and sure. it wasn't fancy, but it was it and was people, nice. And
1: let me just say this by analogy: I dated a girl who went to a very exclusive club around here. This is years and years ago, and the first or second date we had, she we went back to her apartment, and she literally pulled out volumes of photo books, and it, her life was laid out before me at this club, and it was so intense to see that i just couldn't i was like uh, okay you know what i mean like clearly if we be if we start to take this further I'm going to be in this club and I'm going to like, it's like a whole thing that I'm going to, and I wasn't really prepared to do that. I was like, uh, shut, and here's my birthday and here's all my friends at the club and here we are at the pool. And then here's, you know, this, but day, I think there's something cool. And this about was See, I'm I, not criticizing. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it was intense for me at that moment. Cause I was like, Whoa, like I'm going to lose my personality, my soul, my whatever <laughs> because I'm gonna be subsumed into this cult and I've gotta <laughs> I gotta do this whole thing. Right. But but what I'm saying is for the people who wanna be part of the cult or whatever, tennis has a very unique opportunity because we have this club type environment which can be super positive and allow us to address things like arousal and all this other stuff the vis-a-vis classes vis-a-vis activities vis-a-vis you know we can match people up because we can say hey look you're not a stranger off the street you're a member so that's a little different and by being a member you know you're this you're a member who is this way or likes this or whatever you're a member who's this way and likes this. And, and the whole thing is we, we, we are not going to lose people because you have that club organization, right? And then you can, and then you can begin to address those issues without having to get too technical or, or you think make people walk away. But I think when you go back to your point of coaches, never being bored, it's like, you know, there's just so much here and it would benefit the sport of tennis so much to have people looking at these issues and thinking about this issues, because you'd have people who don't want to, they they have, it's not just, they don't want to pick up their racket. They actually want to pick up their racket. They want to go to the club. They want to be there because they feel understood, right? They feel understood and they feel like they've got a groove. It's and, no and, but longer but just, is, what, but
0: the thing is this, I'm going to just, we got to wrap up, but this girl that you dated also though when she walks into that club and she has all these and she's looking and she's looking back at this right she she's not overactivated by it she's not underactivated she's exactly where she needs to be right in her mind and she's like look I'm sharing this with you how cool and and you said it ready our initiation fee for our private club is picking up a tennis racket that's all it's going to take if you can right. pick up that racket, and these are your dues. Right here we go. And I think it's, you said something that I think this idea of you're a member versus if you act any if you act any ask anybody else for another sport, they say, "Well, I play for." Right. That that's almost like an ownership thing. That you're owned by your soccer team and you play for them, or right. you you're owned by your high school and the versus. I'm a member of this club, which means I'm a part of the whole, which hopefully gives us a really unique opportunity, which is I agree with you hundred percent on controlling these activation levels and saying, you know, without saying in a different way, yeah. I, I, and I even just said to one of my students, I said, was so-and-so
1: okay? You're dying to say it in your New York way. You should just do it. Get it out, Wait, what are you, out of your soul. you know you don't really belong over there you belong over there
0: (laughs) no 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 i i I,
1: I, I was saying i said was she okay
0: because they're friends i said she seemed a little edgy yesterday she goes, oh i thought the same thing she did double drills with me right and back to back and she goes no i asked her she seemed a little off and i so i asked her she goes no everything was fine so okay, ready. So we both, without even having that conversation, I just she was activated. She was Well, for around. whatever, maybe yeah. something's going on in her right, life. Right. I, but my first reaction was she's not enjoying the drill. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I said shocker, I said something a little off color right. that a- activated her the wrong way. Right, and I started feeling bad. So I was gonna, I was checking in. Right, and I would have if she had said yeah, I would have called the the woman up and said, listen, I'm sorry if I said yeah. something to offend you yesterday. I was being in Sully again. So I think this all has so much merit. So let's just wrap up. Let's just recap real quick. Sure. We have, we talked about creating an atmosphere from coaches with their energy. Are you over activating your students or maybe you're
1: under activating them with your own well, first, Energy. are you recognizing where your students are at when they come to the court?
0: Okay, okay. That's yeah. the
1: first thing, observing. Are you observing and recognizing where they're at? Next one, impacting. Are you
0: impacting your students' activation levels with your behavior? So, how they're coming in, what is the word you used? You just said it. How the, You just said it.
1: You just I don't remember now.
0: In, in four seconds, you forgot? <laughs> I, I,
1: yeah, I'm writing something down here. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So how they arrive, what's their arousal level when they arrive? Right. What's, the imp, what's your impact of your arousal level on your student? And then do you need to psych them up or psych them down in, to get their, their motivation levels right, their, their activation levels to where they need to be for
1: conducive learning, not just conducive learning, productive. It, no, okay. it, it depends on the class. If it's a one to one, that's very different than if it's a one to two, three, four. Oh, four for, yeah, because then you have to get the students among the students on the same page with an arousal level. Because if you don't, you're you're not you're not you're not getting there. And
0: here's another one: Do your students? Let's say you're in a class how many of your students have multiple cores going on right now right. or are they all just have one processing unit and you're like, oh, that's it." Or
1: what do you do when faced with you've got one or two people that have one core and you got one or two people that have two, three, four cores and how do you how do you manage that because that's a really tricky it's oh. really tricky because it's like, you know, the, you got two people that when you're when you're asking them to do two, three, four things they're just not there, processing-wise, and I and and we can and we'll wrap this up. I believe that that is a that's a whole other episode in and of itself. I believe that that's inherently tied to your depth of interest in the sport. I I believe we can all have multiple cores, but I believe that in order for you to activate those multiple cores, you have to have a depth of interest in the sport. So it has to go beyond just show up and throw up it can't just be I'm there to hit some balls I'm just there to hit some balls because that's kind of like an, an indicator that that's a one core person when they're sort of more fixed mindset and they're more like I just want to hit and every lesson is can we just hit can we just hit that's a single core person where and when you try to introduce new topics like you say well you know what kind of strings are you using or you know if you change your positioning like I just want to hit Right, this is an indicator that they're a single core person, and that's fine. That welcome to the sport. We love you. Go over there, <laughs> but for people who are multiple core people, and this opens up to our other concepts we've always talked about, which is the open mindedness, open loop thinking, asking questions. Right, you now are sitting there like, okay, well that that person in, an, in a doubles drill is going to inherently understand. And be able to process what I'm asking them to do. But if I've got that single core person, they're not. So if I'm stuck and I've got one core and two other or three other multiple cores, how do I make it so that the one core person I've got to dumb down the drill for now for the multiple core people? I've got to dumb it down. And then the and then what? And then and then migrate that one core person into a, a different drill with other one core person people right? Isn't that kind of what you yeah, do as that, a coach? Yeah, well, You'd yes. have to, you'd have to recognize that and sit there and say, okay, it's what well, we should be doing. Yes, this is what I I've did. seen uh, multiple times coming from this person. And now I've got to m- see if I can gently move them into another class, even though their friends are in this class. Right. Which is what happened last
0: night. I sh- it, see if I had listened to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if we had recorded it earlier, I would have recognized, wow, I, we ha- I've got four one cores right now one cores right now i need to really scale this back i
1: should have rocked. and this goes back to your uh, ambition as a coach yes, yes. i have the same thing uh, where you're like but i think you can and i'm sure you can and i'm sure no, no you can you can't and that's can't. my and
0: that's not a failing on them no. that's a failing on me tennis rockers
1: <laughs> you, just, you rocked my brain and you just
0: rocked my body <laughs> tennis rockers baby woo Goodbye. <laughs>